Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And live from Jet's special teams practice, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. <laughs> Jana, that was a really weird weekend of uh, football we just watched there. Uh, what were, yeah, how did your team do? Once doing? we're done, once we're done here at special teams practice, we're going to go across town to the Giants receiver room because we could probably play there as well. <laughs> oh, maybe you could. I couldn't. I'm too slow. But <laughs> There's a lot of job after, openings. Uh, eating turkey. Yeah, yeah. I, I know my fantasy team's took a hit how how did yours fare it was a tough week for injury um it was it was pretty bad i didn't even listen to my own advice last week i double thought things and <laughs> played brandon cooks who was on my avoid list and bench tony pollard mm-hmm. who was on my uh um well you know, honorable I, I don't mention. think we could have seen that coming i mean that well, this is honestly as a Cowboys yeah, fan, this is the worst Brandon Cooks happened. regardless. But anyway, that cost mm-hmm. me one game, and then in another game where I thought I had subbed in Devontae Adams for um, Michael Gallup, and apparently I I didn't actually successfully complete that transaction, so that cost me another no, one. Okay, so, when that happens, yeah, it was, it was uh, pretty. Uh, bad week from the, the Sherpa fantasy perspective, but anyway, that's well, not why we're I, here. I had one team that had both Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Wandale Robinson starting on it, and I can tell you oh, that no. wasn't a good thing to start with, and it didn't end any better. No. <laughs> no. But hey, you might no. get um, what's-his-name back uh, for the yeah. Jets uh, before too long. You might get uh, Mike White back as a quarterback. We got a chance. <laughs> I gotta say, I didn't think I, I was gonna get to a point. I think I've become a Justin Fields like apologist now. I mean, the poor man's out there doing everything he can, and then he's apologizing to his team after the game for the loss. Like, no one else is working harder than he is. Oh, well, yeah. We'll have another chance I, to do that this Sunday, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But we got a, we got an action packed show here tonight. We are here, uh, obviously. A, a little early, thanks to Thanksgiving. We're going to give thanks. And we're going to a little early, early and a little so, late. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're running on West Coast time today. We'll be here with you until 11:30 p.m. Eastern time, uh, or for those of you out west, 8:30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, giving you everything you need to guide your team to victory. We want to give you a little head start. We've got three Thursday games. We got Turkey. We got a lot going on. So we're going to give you all the uh, unfortunate injury news. Waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, our game predictions, some of which I'm sure we will disagree on. Um, and we've got daily fantasy picks and it's that time of year where we talk about who we're thankful for and what turkeys we have. I can tell you my turkey list is getting And where well. Melvin Gordon but, and Daryl Anderson are going to be having Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're still waiting to see who will win the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes. There's a lot, of, a lot going on here. So, as always, you can find us all week long all over social media. We're on Facebook at the number 4 THN, or I'm sorry, 
We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show. We're at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com, and you can find our podcast, since you stumbled on us already, apparently, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. There are roughly 236 episodes in case you need some, some easy listening while you commute home or wherever you're going for Thanksgiving. And we're happy to help you with lineup questions all week long. So um, no buys this week, which is fantastic. We do have the three Thanksgiving games, which is always nice because you can kind of just sit down and watch one game and not worry about missing things. Um, Before we get to the Cowboys, injuries, can I interject with yes. something? Yes, yes. Um, did you do. happen to Did you happen to see the uh, graph that somebody put together and? shared on Twitter, the one that shows the number of bathrooms in Russell Wilson's house versus the number of touchdown passes he's thrown this year. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. The, the number of bathrooms is, is roughly two times the number of touchdown passes <laughs> at this point. I think I was still caught up in the fact that the Jets had averaged two and a half inches per play in the second half last week. It was tough to get past that. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I was watching that. Uh, I was watching the end of the oh. Eagles uh, Colts game um, on a train, and then they switched over to the Jets uh, Patriots game. And I figured, well, the Jets are going to find some way to lose this, but probably in overtime. Not even thinking that right. uh, a last-second punt return for a touchdown, an 85-yard punt return, that gave me a Flashback First to Deshaun Jackson burning the Giants about 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also in good news, today is the 10-year anniversary of the butt fumble. So it's a high holy day for those of you who observe. We're with you. Mark Sanchez is now sitting pretty, uh, as an NFL commentator, probably making more money than his player. So the butt fumble yeah, rolls But uh, Geno Smith Something is still playing, and he's not. And he's still here. <laughs> Geno Smith has outlasted the butt fumble and Mark Sanchez. Who yeah. saw that coming? It's a wonderful Geno country. Smith is on, he is on my, my things to be thankful list. We'll get to that in a little while. Um, you also had a nice week with your picks last week. You got 11 of the 14 games right, so mm-hmm. uh, hat tips and kudos to you. I appreciate that. Even Even a blind squirrel finds a nut in the dark sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, fantasy roster. I prefer the hit, broken but... watch analogy. <laughs> that works too. I guess we should um, get into the injuries. Which basically, if uh, you play in any of my six fantasy football leagues, you could just take a look at my rosters. That is about the entirety of it. But as Sherpa alluded to, I might get a whole a whole two quarterbacks to pick from in our thirty-two team league. Get excited, people. Um, but let's start in Arizona, which, who is no longer in Mexico City, but they did leave one of their coaches behind. Not sure why, but he got relieved of his duties. Yeah, really weird, and no one's saying why, but generally if you're getting fired for something you did in Mexico City, it's probably not great. Um, probably wasn't losing whether, the playbook. I, I mean, I don't know. And it was on Sunday, no less. Like, what what were you doing? Shouldn't you have been in meetings? Offensive line could have used you. Um, we're not sure who's going to play quarterback for the Cardinals this week. It might be Kyler Murray. It might be Colt McCoy. It could be some other wild card. Um, probably not. Said, <laughs> probably not. But you never can be sure. 
Uh, Cliff Kingsbury says that Murray has, quote, made quite a bit of progress with his hamstring injury. That doesn't mean he's going to play. Um, so I would be ready with a plan B. Also, it's a hamstring injury. He's going to want to run the ball. I don't know if I love that to begin with, but we'll get to that when we get to our, our top 10, bottom 10 list. So Kyler Murray is firmly in the questionable camp. Greg Dortch at wide receiver uh, is undergoing an MRI on his thumb. They're calling him questionable for now. Uh, you do generally need some to catch footballs, in my experience. I found that helps. So you're going to want to wait and see how that goes. Again, I'm hoping you're not really reaching to start Greg Dortch, but if you were somebody who had to start Wondell Robinson and Clyde Edwards player, you might be. So for those of us out there, just keep an eye on it. Uh, also, Rondell Moore, uh, another wide receiver, was knocked out of the game with a groin injury. He did not return. They're officially listing him as questionable. And Marquise, a.k.a. Hollywood Brown, was not activated from IR ahead of the game Monday night as it seemed like he was on track, too. So we'll see what happens this coming week. Uh, for now, he's still on IR. So do Probably that waiting to see what happens with Greg Dorch. Probably. Hopefully he still has two thumbs. But I guess we're going to find out soon. Uh, in Atlanta, the the hits, they just keep on coming. I will continue to not pick you, but things have gotten worse on the field. Uh, tight end Kyle Pitts is officially on IR. He has what they're calling a grade 2 MCL sprain to his right knee. They think that he maybe will return this season, maybe doesn't need to have surgery. Why you'd rush him back, I don't know, but... Uh, it looks like Felipe Franks is going to have to shoulder the load here, who's also questionable with the calf injury. Again, not ideal. But uh, things at tight end are looking a little murky for the Falcons this week in what might be maybe not the world's best matchup. They're also looking at a couple of injuries to both their offensive and defensive line. So I would say we're going to see a lot of Marcus Mariota running. Um, out in Baltimore, we have the ever-present saga of will Deshaun Jackson play or won't he? The Ravens are not playing in prime time, so I'm leaning towards he won't. He is currently dealing with a hamstring injury that they're saying is, quote, slower to heal, and he's hoping to play this week, but it doesn't sound like we're laying the groundwork for that. Um, so I'd be cautiously optimistic if for some reason you're crazy enough to try to put him in your lineup. Uh, Gus Edwards, the running back, looks like he's got a much better shot of playing. He's questionably missed last week's game, but... He should be good to go this week. Um, tackle Ronnie Stanley, this is a big one. His ankle knocked him out of the game on Sunday. Did not return. They're officially listing him as questionable. It didn't look good. He was in a lot of pain. He's a big man to get off the field. They need Ronnie Stanley to be healthy and to be playing so that Lamar Jackson can be successful. So I keep an eye on that when you're deciding who you want to start at quarterback this week. In Buffalo slash Detroit, <laughs> Um, I did, I have to say, thoroughly enjoyed, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the back and forth that the teams had on Twitter. That was nice. Um, But it might get a little less friendly this week. The Bills very graciously started in the visiting locker room last week, despite being the home team, just so they didn't have to move all their stuff. They're dealing with a few injuries. I don't know if you've heard, Josh Allen has a little bit of an elbow thing. They're calling him questionable. He's going to play. He's kept playing. He's going to keep being limited to practice. He's still going to play football on uh, Thursday. So don't be surprised with that happening. 
However, uh, they are are dealing with a lot of injuries to their offensive and defensive lines. We got a couple of guys out at defensive end. Traymond Edmonds, uh, their linebacker, is not practicing. He's dealing with a groin injury. Uh, their center, Mitch Morse, is questionable. It looks like he's not going to play this week. So there's there's a lot of moving parts in some of the the less eye-catching <laughs> parts of this football team. But just to keep an eye on, this is not going to be the route that maybe they want you to think it's going to be. We'll get to Detroit here in a little bit. In Carolina, P.J. Walker, who was your third-string quarterback, then your second-string quarterback, then your starting quarterback, is now your injured quarterback. He is still dealing with that high ankle sprain. We had the Baker Mayfield experience roll through town last week. That did not go um, quite as well as planned. And so this week, we've spun the wheel again, and Sam Darnold is going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Everybody get excited. However, if I were him, I might be getting excited because I'm playing the Denver Broncos, who seem to just not want to win football games. (laughs) So maybe he's got a chance. Um, But P.J. Walker will not be the backup Baker Mayfield will. So do with all of that information what you will. And keep in mind that the vast majority of their defense is playing with one form of an injury or another. I'm talking every position. So I don't know how many back. Yeah, yeah, we did get that. But, you know, (laughs) there's a a lot to be concerned about here. Um, moving on to the Bears and Justin Fields, who I have I have become a, a, not just an apologist, but like a promoter for, I think, over the last two weeks. I didn't see this day coming, but we're here. Justin Fields is suffering from a, a multitude of injuries, the newest being that he dislocated a his left shoulder, which is his non-throwing shoulder, during the game, got it popped back into place, came back out and kept playing football. So props to him for that. Unfortunately, they did not win. Um, maybe this week will go better. They, they sure do have a better matchup in the Jets. You really don't want to win football games. Um, so uh, Nikhil Harry is still questionable. And Khalil Herbert is on IR. They're saying that they don't think the hip injury that he suffered is going to be season ending. They think he's going to come back. What the incentive is at that point, I'm not sure. But maybe they'll be in a better spot. Maybe you're playing for a wild card. I don't know. But for right now, Khalil Herbert, not on the field, potentially going to be down in the future. So if you want to stash him on your bench and feel real crazy, go for it. <laughs> then out in Cincinnati with other other kind of crazy-sounding news, Jamar Chase is questionable to play football this week. Jamar Chase has a serious hip injury. He was on crutches. He does seem to be moving around a little better. He gave out 200 turkeys in the community today for Thanksgiving as donations, which was great. I'm not entirely sure that means he is ready to play an NFL game. He's also not practicing yet. Um, But they're not rolling him out for this week. So let that dangle in your lineups and decide if you want to take a chance on him if he does play. They are also dealing with um, Joe Mixon got knocked out with a head injury during the game uh, against Pittsburgh, so keep an eye on that. We don't want him to get stuck in the concussion protocol. They're not technically calling it a concussion yet, just a head injury, but we know what that means. 
So keep an eye on that and have a plan to use your lineup in case he doesn't get out of the concussion protocol, like one Matt Stafford, who we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and they are, are getting a little thin in the secondary injury-wise, so keep an eye on that when you're you're making your picks. Pick appropriately. On the other side of town in Cleveland, <laughs> we are in the Jacoby Brissett swan song of this week. Uh, we all know what's around the bend. But uh, injury-wise, they are doing pretty good. I mean, they've, they've got a couple of couple of cornerbacks, safeties. Um, the biggest issue coming out of here is that their center uh, is going IR. He is not going to be around for the next four weeks with a knee injury. Again, I think that affects a quarterback, but nonetheless, that is the most major thing coming out of their injury report right now, so that is a good thing. In Dallas, uh, I don't know if you've heard, they played pretty well last week. Jerry Jones is on every media availability possible, reminding us of that and trying to woo Odell Beckham Jr. In the meantime, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott is uh, only limited at practice. He's going to be limited tomorrow, and then he's going to play on Thursday. That's how this is going to go. It's just a matter of how his knee feels, how much he's going to get used. So if you can stand him being a potential part-time running back, start him. If he has to be your guy, it might not be your guy. Uh, they're also they going to have the uh, Salvation um, Army barrel set up for the thing. If they do, he's a must start. If the barrel is on the, you drop whatever you're doing and you get Ezekiel Elliott in your lineup because he will score a touchdown and he will be in that barrel. <laughs> there are some outside factors you just have to you have to defer to, and the Salvation Army bucket is one of them. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um. <laughs> It's really the we'll scariest moment of the whole. Five years from now. Well, we we did just talk about this out of the from ten years ago. So I'm sure in five years will be like, guys, remember this? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's tough. Some things you can't undo. But the scariest moment of the Cowboys game, besides you know watching a massacre was Micah Parsons dealing with what they're calling a knee slash ankle injury, getting helped off the field. And then for whatever reason, when you're up 34 points, reinserting yourself into the game, I guess we just do what we want on the sideline now. Micah Parsons is officially listed as questionable. He will be playing. Uh, Tyron Smith is getting closer to coming back, which means the Cowboys might have some stability on their offensive line. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to be this week been coming down the pipe. Um, pretty much every defensive end and defensive tackle on the roster is injured. Not sure which combination of them are going to play this week. Let's roll out to Denver, where as the Sherpa alluded to, one Russell Wilson has, has more bathrooms than he has touchdown passes. And that is unfortunately not an indication of the size of his home because he's thrown very few touchdown passes. But we can agree it is large. Um, other than that, not a lot of good stuff going on here in Denver. I guess he's going to keep trying to hide his way to a victory. We'll see. I'm not Chase Edmonds. Their running back is on IR as of this morning with the ankle injury. They also released Melvin Gordon. So they were like, we've got a guy who's injured. We'd still like you to leave town. So that's not a good indicator of where you're at in the world. Um, None of the oh. running backs that are active were on the roster at the beginning of this season, I think. 
yeah. at least not yeah. uh, the two uh, tailbacks. I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> like, uh, running back Mike, Mike Boone might be able to come back off IR. Like, is this the brightest spot of the running back room currently? This is not. Um, it would be a boon to their running back uh, room. I, I I guess. I mean, hell, maybe just make Jerry Judy a running back and just call it a day. But he is also questionable. He is day-to-day with an ankle injury. So he's hopefully going to play this week. They don't sound entirely confident of that, though. Um, Also, K.J. Hamler uh, is dealing with a strained hamstring. He's considered day-to-day. They are hopeful he'll be back this week. It seems like he's a little bit closer than Jerry Judy, but who can really say? Um, And backup tight end, Andrew Beck, also day-to-day. Hopefully you don't need him in your roster. (laughs) Just so you have the full injury picture. Um, Beyond that, we've got a couple couple of uh, defensive tackle injuries floating around, but beyond that, nothing too, too crazy. So the Broncos really just need to get, get a run game figure out how to get your pass game work. Like little things. They're close. Uh, the Lions, who are very gracious hosts and Airbnb hosts to the Buffalo Bills, are going to return home to actually play football in their own stadium as themselves. Something new and crazy over the last two weeks. But this is our first game of the week, which always very, very heavily uh, bet on in my household, at least, because everyone's still awake having not consumed a lot of turkey yet and feeling gambling. So <laughs> this is a hot one in the in the Kimmel household. But for Detroit, there are quite a few injuries. Uh, DJ Chark is dealing with what they're calling an ankle injury. He was limited today at practice. Josh Reynolds is dealing with a back injury. He was also limited at today's walkthrough. Um, they're down a couple of guards, linemen. Center Frank Ragnow is always questionable, it seems like, each week. And they are probably going to be without uh, cornerback Jeff Okuda. He's in the concussion protocol and not practicing at all. And wide receiver Jamison Williams is designated to return from the non-injury reserve list. So he has a chance of potentially playing this week. We'll see how it goes. Um, But it has been delayed a few times to be nice to see him on the field. So... A lot of question marks at wide receiver. A lot of question marks pretty much, period, for this offense and defense. So we'll see uh, see how this all plays out. I'm interested to see your game prediction on this one. Moving into another team in turmoil, the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) Um, Right now, no real new injuries. Wide receiver Romeo Dobbs is is still listed as potentially doubtful. It is highly unlikely he's going to play with that ankle injury. Uh, he is really just not close to getting on the field. Aaron Rodgers still dealing with the ever-present thumb injury, and um, most of their linebackers are are dealing with questionable to play. So keeping around that, it's it could be a more compelling game than you might think against the Eagles. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Out in Houston, pretty healthy. We're just looking at a couple of uh, defensive line linebacker and cornerback injuries, so nothing too crazy there. We like that in Indianapolis. Um, nothing, nothing major this week. Uh, the real note was that offensive tackle Matt Pryor got hospitalized uh, pre-game due to an illness of some kind. 
like was on his way to the facility and then went to a hospital instead. So that was a little concerning, but they say he's going to be okay. And that that seems to be the extent of things that people were knocked up or injured. Uh, Jelani Woods is still a little questionable, but I'm hoping you're not having to start him in your lineup. So hopefully, fingers crossed for the Colts so can stay healthy. The Jacksonville Jaguars also not reporting any new injuries. So they are taking the healthiest title in the league. Once again, I guess all they had to do was get rid of Urban Meyer for that to happen. In Kansas City, Juju Smith-Schuster is officially this is questionable. He is officially still concussed. So hard to say one way or another which way he's going to go this week. But they're going to try to get him on the field, have a plan B. Have a, have a very good plan, B, because I wouldn't feel very strong about that. Kadarius Tony, uh, by the way, with his own hamstring injury, is probably your best oh. plan B bet in this <laughs> But uh, he is healthier. I'm hoping it would be Sky uh, Moore for your sake. God, you and me both. I said his name like one time. I'm like, look, look at him. Look at him go. <laughs> it's so bleak. Like, it's so limit. bleak right now. <laughs> um, also, running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire sustained a high ankle sprain against the Chargers. He left the game. He's questionable. He's probably not playing this week. And quite frankly, they weren't expecting him to play because they weren't giving him any snaps anyway. So um, things are not going great there. Also, wide receiver Nicole Hardman, they're saying that they don't think this abdominal injury suffered is season-ending. Uh, they're calling it short-term how short short term is it seems like it'll be at least four at weeks. least four weeks yeah that's yeah. that's by my math <laughs> it's got to be at least four weeks because they put him on IR. so we'll see who uh who's the last man standing here i i guess some of travis kelsey's gonna catch all the footballs that seems to be the only answer to this this equation here so we'll see what happens with a mike ryan uh, jones the wide receiver yeah all right, all right. there you go i don't hate that out in uh, Las Vegas, another team who's not really put out a lot of injuries yet. Part of it is because they are in Las Vegas practicing and they're still working on things. But uh, they're they're pretty healthy. They haven't really sustained any big injuries from last week since Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller are already on IR. They can't get hurt again. So let's move on to the Chargers who have some big kicker news. I know this is something always Sherpa is looking forward to, and that is that Dustin Hopkins – been trying to fight back from this hamstring injury. He was officially put on IR today. So Cameron Dicker, a.k.a. Dicker the kicker, who's basically just been playing as like a scab player the last couple of weeks, is officially signed to the roster. So good for him. We're all very excited. Uh, <laughs> tight end Gerald Everett is questionable with a groin injury. Uh, seems like maybe he's getting closer to playing, but you can't be sure. He didn't play last week. So, again, have a plan B there. Wide receiver Mike Williams, who uh, made his return last week, is now already questionable with, quote, kind of re-aggravating the previous ankle injury. But, quote, not a significant re-injury. He was also on the team that had Wondell Robinson and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire die on it. So things really were bad. Did that team win last week? It absolutely did not win last week. Uh, this team has actually won like four games this season, despite what it sounds like. But oh, we got some work to do on the waiver wire. <laughs> um, trade for Kyler Murray. 
Oh, God, I think he's already on the team. I have, this team oh, is no. so snake bit, I can't even tell you. Oh, uh-huh. God, it's bad. It's really bad. But um, other Chargers news before I totally lose my train of thought. Uh, running back Joshua Kelly is expected to practice this week, coming back off on air with a knee injury. So I don't think Austin Eckler needs a whole lot of help, but he's going to get some. That's happening. So if you, you know, maybe you're starting three tight ends in a 32-team league and you need a running back to fill things out, maybe he's available for you. <laughs> and uh, the other side of Los Angeles, the Rams. News is not getting any better. Not Stafford spent the last week in the concussion protocol just in time to get out of the concussion protocol to play an NFL game and then promptly get reconcussed in the first match. Now, it's funny to ask, he's either undergoing further testing or already in the concussion protocol, and right now the answer is he's not playing football this week. And here's the other issue is backup John Wolford is not practicing with a neck injury, and he didn't play last week, so Bryce Perkins had to come in and save the Los Angeles Rams, and that went about as well as you expected. No shame to Bryce Perkins, but that was, this game was, was not what you needed to have happen. Um, so aside from that, he didn't even have his aside, cup. Yeah, I think it was great. <laughs> think it was <laughs> Who, great segue, is going to miss six to eight weeks after undergoing surgery on Wednesday to address his high ankle sprain, which means he's not going to help your season-long team unless you're playing into the playoffs like a psychopath. So Cooper Cup is is probably not going to be on any of our lists for the rest of the season. Isn't it sad? Very sad. But if you're interested in playing quarterback for the Rams, if you want to play wide receiver for or special teams for the Jets, if you want to play wide receiver for the Giants, if you're interested in being a punt returner in any capacity, these are all available. All of these jobs are open. Anyway, moving on to a real football I wonder if the teams have recruiters. Probably. Hey, by the way, did I mention I'm now also an NFL recruiter? <laughs> this is a blanket plea to everyone. Um, but the Dolphins, who don't actually need too much recruiting, they're pretty healthy. Um, really just have to keep an eye on their cornerbacks and defense bands. All of them are hurt. Most of them seem like they're going to play, but uh, it's it's not looking too pretty in the backfield there, so you're going to have to keep scoring points. I think that's really just the moral of the story here for the Dolphins. In Minnesota, uh, the biggest problem here is that this game is being played in prime time, and you're just not going to get the same. Same short cousins, but that won't put you on the injury report. What will put you on the injury report is uh, things like Christian Darsaw, your starting left tackle, who is in the concussion protocol and officially already will not play this week. Something like having a starting left tackle is a, pro- a problem. My back is Darius Smith, also limited with any injury. These are guys who are very important to, to the process that we're not going to see on the highlight film necessarily, but those are big problems for the Vikings. Offensively, on that side of things, pretty healthy. A couple of cornerbacks down, but other than that, I keep a close eye on what's going on there and the fact that this is 
not a one-pan game where cousins thrive. The Patriots, on the other side of things, are dealing with a couple of injuries. Kerr is questionable with a knee injury. He practiced. He was one of anybody practiced today. That's a good sign. Uh, center David Andrews also doubtful. And might be able to play later in the season for the playoffs, but he's not going to play this week or for the next coming. Uh, and then the majority of their injuries are on the defensive side of the ball. They did put their punter, Jake Bailey, on IR this week. And it looks like wide receiver Ty Montgomery is not going to be able to play this season. He's had some set, setbacks coming off IR with the knee and shoulder injuries, and it's just not going to happen. So if you, for some reason, had him stashed, Today's the day to let go of Moving on to the Saints, a whole bunch of mess here as usual. <laughs> Every defensive end is injured. Every single one of them. Also, uh, center Eric McCoy is on IR. He's dealing with a calf injury. People that's playing this week are either of II at running back, still dealing with that MCL sprain. It's going to be such a go. Team, the handful of names who are not on the injury report, some of you just give you the highlights. As we talked about, Wondell Robinson tore his ACL. He is done for the year, unfortunately. Uh, the next man up in this already depleted rotation is supposed to be. However, Richie James is dealing with his bulky injury and was limited to practice today. Questionable if he's going to be able to play this week. Tight end Daniel Bellinger, who is out with a broken orbital bone and the bruised eye and the whole thing, not going to play this week. But he's not going to play this week. And then all of your cornerbacks, every last one of them, <laughs> the team is also on the injury report. So uh, the defense is looking a little thin. Not sure who's going to play wide receiver. But you guys do have Sigma Barkley and Daniel Jones still. So. I hope so. I just hope they don't embarrass themselves on Thursday. But uh, hopefully not. It's going to be rough. A team that probably will embarrass itself this weekend is the New York Jets. Uh, and not just from an injury perspective, though they do have a few of those. Uh, one year, Corey Davis is still questionable. Uh, really, more of these are coming out of your defense secondary. So the real questionable piece of the puzzle is that Ken Zach Wilson played one. So <laughs> I don't know if we're going to answer that. But uh, other injury-wise, the Jets are doing pretty okay. Eagles also still pretty relatively healthy. Uh, their injuries really all are just in their, their defense, particularly a couple of defensive ends and the cornerback. But they're signing guys every other day to play defense for them. I don't know if some Indomitian Sioux gets signed and play two days later and they get tackle quarterbacks. But I'm not sure really what they're doing, but they're going to figure it out. Injuries are not going to take them down, at least currently. In Pittsburgh, running back Jalen Warren is questionable. He's dealing with a hamstring injury, and his availability is, quote, up in the air. Doesn't sound like a good chance playing to me. Wide receiver Miles Boykin uh, was knocked out of the game with an oblique injury. He is questionable. Mason Cole, the center, was wearing a walking boot on his injured right foot. He's questionable. Uh, I mean, everything right on down to Chris Boswell. <laughs> Everybody is hurt. And this is not the game you want to be hurt for. So it doesn't particularly help their chances against Cincinnati. We'll get to that again in a little bit. 
moving out west to our West Coast friends in San Francisco, uh, dealing with a little bit of of defensive end instability. You got a couple of DN injuries, but beyond that, no new injuries. Uh, the best thing they got, they got going is Trey Lance is walking around without crutches, which is not going to help your fantasy. So we will keep trucking to Seattle where there are unfortunately are a few more injuries. Uh, wide receiver D. Eskridge is questionable. He's got a bruised hand. They think he's going to be fine to play, but also somebody to keep an eye on. They are going to be without a couple of linebackers this week and are still hoping to get some guys to come off of IR. It doesn't look like any of these guys are getting closer, but uh, there are some, some defensive ends waiting the way to get healthy, so maybe they can start start that clock going a little faster because they're running out of bodies out in Seattle. In Tampa Bay, uh, wide receiver Russell Gage is questionable with his knee injury. Probably not going to be practicing most of the week, but keep an eye on it. Running back Giovanni Bernard is being designated to return from IR. Uh, that was yesterday. He'd been dealing with an ankle injury, so they're getting another body back in the backfield, which will help for sure, uh, especially with Leonard Fournette um, dealing with a hip injury. He's planning to play, and they just came off the bye week, so hopefully he's healthy. But um, other than that, the running back room is hopefully getting a little healthier, which would be a good thing. In Tennessee, wide receiver Kyle Phillips went on IR. Uh, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. He probably is not going to be back for a little while. They're hoping maybe sooner rather than later. It doesn't look great right now. Uh, they also have to return their kicker, Caleb Shudak. Uh, the fact that we're designated kickers to return from, a time, from the pup and reserve list is just so funny to me. But here we are in the NFL. Especially when they had Josh Lambeau and let him go. I know. What a ridiculous thing. Uh, <laughs> they still do you have... You have to kick at Lambeau have... Field and then they cut him. I know. Like... Just terrible. The man showed up for you guys. But, uh, you know, they didn't ask us, unfortunately, because this wouldn't have happened otherwise. After. Yeah, it was great. But, you know, the, the story of it, we can't make a movie about it if there isn't a good story somewhere. True. And last but not least, Washington Commanders uh, announced that Taylor Heineke is going to be our starter moving forward. So the Carson Wentz era might be over, might not be. He's going to be the backup quarterback whenever he's actually activated from IR, um, unless, quote, something changes dramatically. So Is the quarterback uh, going backward? Yeah, not good. Um, Also not good that the vast majority of their defense is injured, maybe coming off IR and decidedly questionable. Um, but the good news is it looks like Chase Young, after three weeks of teasing us, is going to get activated off IR. Um, he actually did on Monday, so yesterday. So he is going to play in this game. Finally, finally, finally. And uh, also worth noting that running back J.D. McKissick went on IR on Saturday with a neck injury. So don't use him in your lineups this week or – for many weeks going forward. We've got some holes to fill, Sherpa. i got a whole roster to rebuild. Tell me there's somebody out there for me. 
Um, yeah, I mean, actually, the, the good news is with no teams on bye this week, there are a few more options. Uh, running back-wise, Samaji P. Ryan of Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Mixon can't play. He's, he's your guy. Uh, Cam Akers, not clear that he is going to beat out um, you know, Kyron Williams in uh, Los Angeles, but he did have more yards last week, so that's a start. Uh, James Cook in Buffalo, Lat- Latavius Murray in Denver, who's pretty much their lead back by process of elimination now. Uh, Jarek McKinnon. He's the only one that has a jersey. With- <laughs> yes. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, not to be confused with J.D. McKissick uh, in Kansas City, and uh, Justice Hill, who might uh, – get some more opportunity in Baltimore, um, depending on Gus Edwards' health this week. So those are kind of the best of the running back options for what's left. Um, hard to get excited. It was uh, nice, it was nice you didn't go best guys, of the but... worst. That was good. You thought about it, though. <laughs> no, no. The are NFL the players that we've never, Yeah. Yeah, they're not first-rounders, unfortunately, but they're all going to become first-rounders on my team. So anyone who needs the ego boost, don't worry. Coming to pick you up off the waiver wire. Okay. Um, Wide receiver-wise, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Traylon Burks, Demarcus Robinson, May Jones, Paris Campbell, and uh, player near and dear to your heart, Sky Moore, are all on my – waiver wire list uh, pickups for this week. I'm hoping. I'm hoping this starts to hit eventually. Just maybe I'll look at him a couple more times, guys, please. Okay. Uh, Quarterback-wise, Taylor Heineke, as you alluded to, uh, Ryan Mm -hmm. Tannehill, if you must, and then uh, Deshaun Watson, if you've got um, space on your roster and don't need a quarterback this week, but – want to one who potentially has a high ceiling next week and in all future weeks. Yeah. I mean, now's the time. Everyone's out there. Everyone's available. You know, have bye weeks screwing you up. Go for it. Right. Uh, tight end wise, we've got Jawan Johnson in New Orleans, Austin Hooper in Cleveland, not in Cleveland, in Tennessee. Uh, Trey McBride in Arizona. Like still in Cleveland. <laughs> it feels like it. Uh, Logan Thomas, and yeah, my mind is back in 2019 or so. But and then uh, <laughs> Taysom Hill with uh, the Saints. You know, one of these years he'll have another big game. So those are tight ends to consider if you must. It was all the, all then, the uh, talk of Odell Beckham Jr. and Buck yeah. Bumbles. <laughs> and. Uh, Defense-wise, uh, Miami is a really attractive streaming option against Houston this week if they're available on your waiver wire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I guess now we've come to the point in the show where we should do uh, some top tens and uh, avoids. Yes, the fun just never stops. And then maybe maybe after that we'll throw in our uh, our turkeys and things we're thankful for giving people a nice little okay. reset before before we hit our game predictions because we're not always okay. thankful after that. <laughs> well, why don't we do it posi- as we go through the positions then uh, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. the third category after the top like 10 and the avoid. So 
Um, running back wise, I'll kick us off. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at the top of my list, and San Francisco looking really smart uh, right now really? for having made that uh, yeah. trade. Jeff Wilson, um, who used to play for Christian McCaffrey's team, uh, making Miami look smart. Um, Isaiah Pacheco making the draft room for the Chiefs look smart. Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, Kenneth Walker. Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams, and Brian Robinson rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions to Tony Pollard, Samaj P. Ryan, or Joe Mixon, whoever starts. Michael Carter and Leonard Fournette or Rashad White, whoever starts. Okay, I'm impressed. Um, I have Austin Eckler at the top of my list. Saquon Barkley, a, a close two. And Jonathan Taylor rounding out my top three. From there, maybe we we diverge a little bit. I've got Josh Jacobs all the way up at four, Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry at five and six, Kenneth Walker, III, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Nick Chubb, and Travis Etienne rounding up my top ten. Okay, my avoid list sounds a little bit like your top ten, but here we yep, go. Yep, saw uh, that coming. <laughs> Saquon Barkley at the top of my avoid list, Najee Harris, Ramondra Stevenson, Travis Etienne, Aaron Jones, Damian Pierce, James Conner, Damian Harris, Cordero Patterson, Dante Foreman, Latavius Murray, and Cam Akers uh, rounding out my list of uh, guys to avoid this week. Actually, Latavius yeah. Murray and Cam Akers, they get dishonorable mentions. Uh, Latavius Murray and Cam Akers get full mentions on my list <laughs> along with James Robinson, Damian Harris Kyron Williams James Cook, Kenyon Drake Tyler Algier, Samaj P. Ryan, Suba Hubbard and uh, Rashad White I am I am less excited about the uh, run situation in Tampa Bay than you are I think okay yeah um. Running backs I'm thankful for would include Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey and running backs that I consider turkeys this season or Jonathan Taylor, who is prominently featured on two of my fantasy teams, yep. um, and, and DeAndre Swift. And a pretty big disappointment. Yeah, they have been. I really, especially, oh, especially DeAndre Swift. Um, Saquon Barkley, definitely, definitely, definitely thankful for him. Um and like you said, Christian McCaffrey's a nice get. I'm thankful for Kenneth Walker, III. I think that what he's been able to do with the turmoil there and all, just everything, to come out as like the man on top of that committee situation and just take that job, good for you. I'm into it. Okay. Um, wide receivers, who do you like this week? Well, it was it was a little bit more of a struggle here this week, but – uh, kills is the top of my list. It, I'm sorry, Houston. You have a lot of good things going for you, but it, this is, I don't think you're slow the cheetah down here. Uh, Devontae Adams is at a very close two. Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, and Amon Ross St. Brown rounding out my top five. Uh, conspicuously absent from my list will be Jamar Chase. However, DeAndre Hopkins is at six. Uh, Terry McLaurin at seven. C.D. Lamb at eight. Uh, D.K. Metcalf at 9, and Debo Samuel at 10. 
I'm not buying that Jamar Chase is healthy enough to play a full NFL game. Just not not thinking it's there yet. All right. I've got Tyreek Hill at the top of my list as well. C.D. Lamb, Devo Samuel, T. Higgins, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Amon Ross St. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and Jalen Waddell rounding out my top ten uh, honorable mentions. Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd, Chris Godwin, and Tyler Lockett. Waddle, waddle. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Hopefully we see some of these games similarly. We got some, some overlap here. The bottom of my list is headlined by DJ Moore. I thought for the last couple of weeks this was going to be good. Then Baker Mayfield came back. And now we're going back to Sam Darnold. And I'm losing a lot of days in this happening. Uh, Rondale Moore also checking in. Not totally 100%. All of a sudden there's a lot of other options there. I don't love it. Paris Campbell, Allen Robinson, I.I., Joshua Palmer. Uh, I feel like I have a little West Coast bias here this week. Uh, George Pickens, Matt Collins, Zay Jones, Darnell Mooney, Tyler Boyd, and Curtis Samuel. Brought it back to the East Coast by the end. But. Okay, I have Devontae Adams at the top of my avoid list for this week. DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Drake London, Darius Slayton. Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, and Jacoby Myers rounding out my uh, bottom or tend to avoid and dishonorable mentions to uh, Christian Watson and Alan Lazard. Okay. So who are, you, who are you thankful for and who is your turkey from the wide receivers this year? I'm thankful for A.J. Brown and Chris Olave and uh, Michael oh, yes. Thomas and Deontay Johnson would be my turkeys. Yeah, Michael Thomas is definitely firmly at the top of the turkey list. Um, I almost have to put all of the Broncos receivers on the turkey list. It's not their fault, but, like, we were all sold a bill of goods that did not happen. Um, so, so those are my turkeys. It's not great. Um, for wide receivers, I'm thankful for. I'm very much with you on Chris Olave. I am very thankful as well for Amon Ross St. Brown. I just love that, like, he was hurt a little bit. It's a terrible team. But he just keeps coming out and giving us points. And I'm, I love it. It's great. Okay. Um, Quarterback-wise, uh, Tua Tagovailoa at the top of my list for this week. Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Jimmy Garoppolo, who did not make your list, uh, Tom Brady, Jared Goff, and Geno Smith. Honorable mentions, Taylor Heineke, Ryan Tannehill, and Zach Wilson. Um, I'm going to give him a pass and assume that the lousy performance last week was more a function of the weather in New England, which uh, made Mac mm-hmm. Jones look pretty bad, too, rather than uh, his lack of ability. Yeah, I, I don't think he can read a Patriots defense. I feel pretty comfortable he can't do that. And most people can't. There's no shame in that, except it's his job. So hopefully it was his weather. Yeah, I mean, he's not haunted yet, but I'm just saying. I think, I think there's I'll trouble in the box candy. You can't have that just shoved in the middle of a morning session. That's got to be that's gotta be primetime stuff. Maybe this will be like a primetime game. Um, I, uh, I, I do not have Jimmy... Yeah, do not have Jimmy Garoppolo on my starter list. He does reside 
on my void list, but we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> I've got Patrick Allen at the top of it. I know he's hurt. I know it's, uh, you know, maybe not normal travel circumstances, but he's in Detroit. Detroit, while they're amazing and I love rooting for him and it's great, they do give up the most points and the most yards and they're playing the team that scores the second most points. That didn't happen the second against most the Giants. Yeah, yeah, I know, which I thought that was going to be a shootout. That game really disappointed me. I'm sure it did you, but, like, that really disappointed yeah. me. <laughs> so I've got Josh Allen, Patrick Patrick Mahomes at, like, 1A on my list. Tua Tungavailoa is at 3, Jalen Hurts at 4, and Lamar Jackson rounding out my top five. Justin Fields of the head, shoulders, knees, and toes injury report is coming in at 6 because, quite frankly, you only need one, maybe two body parts to beat the Jets the way they're playing. So I'm happy starting him. Joe Burrow, uh, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, and Justin Herbert rounding out my top ten. No, no Tom Brady or Kyler Murray floating around here. Okay. Um, so the ones that I'm looking to avoid this week, uh, Daniel Jones, Marcus Mariota, <clears throat> Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Russell Wilson, Davis Mills, Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy, whoever starts, Derek uh, Carr, Aaron Rodgers and Kenny Pickett, dishonorable mentions to Sam Darnold and Bryce Perkins. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, Jimmy Garoppolo, that lines the list. It's not that I think they're going to lose. I think the 49ers are going to win that game, but I don't think they need Jimmy Garoppolo to do that. In fact, they just need him to not mess it up. Uh, much like Brian Tannehill. I had four touchdowns of- Monday night. You, you, you have no respect. <laughs> I, I don't have respect, but, like, he's not the one facilitating these things. He's just a game manager. So, like, I, it's hard to be, like, he's, he's an operations manager in a uniform. That's what he's doing. <laughs> anyway. We'll find out. This week we'll be deciding. We'll find out. Um, so, operations manager Jimmy Garoppolo is on my avoid list, as is Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Rodgers. So, I'm equally just across the board, just shitting all over everyone that I normally am okay with, even Jimmy Garoppolo. But Aaron Rodgers, definitely avoiding Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, Russell Wilson, Zach Wilson, anybody named Wilson, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Davis Mills. I left Matt Jones in purgatory, but. It was he was really adjacent to the bottom ten list. So yeah. Okay. I I would say that for me a pretty easy turkey out of this bunch is Russell Wilson. Zach Wilson certainly is as well, but Russell Wilson I mean, the Seahawks just robbed an entire organization and everyone let it happen. Like it was no big deal. Like it wasn't about the Seahawks letting Russ cook. It was like can Russ actually cook though? Are we sure he knows how to do that? Because it doesn't look like it. Things aren't going well there. So that uh, also, I would say Carson Wentz, and and realistically kind of a turkey. We thought we were going to get something very different than we did. Even after our first four weeks, it looked like this was going to be the answer. And then then we had the press conference, and things went off the rails, and then we're on IR. The whole thing was just a mess. Um, But for quarterbacks, I'm thankful for. Justin Fields, and my apology tour continues, is at the top of my list. I love seeing him go out there and actually, like, he plays 
that kind of hard-nosed Bears football. Like, he's not playing the Ohio State Justin Fields. He looks like he's really out there in the trenches doing everything he can, and I respect it. I think he's grown up a lot the last two years, so I'm excited about that. Um, also, very thankful that Tua finally learned his playbook, and now we get to see some good football when his brains aren't scrambled in his head. So beyond that, I'd also like to add the one and only Geno Smith. So we've got three I'm thankful for this year. <laughs> Geno Smith was actually at the top of my list, and uh, Jalen Hurts was the other quarterback on that list. And if I put another two on it, it would also be Justin Fields and Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, the two turkeys for me were easy, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. I, I think I'm just, like, so irritated with Aaron Rodgers. didn't even really occur to me to make him a turkey. It's just so mad. <laughs> He's definitely a turkey in my book. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. He is a turkey. I'm going to add him a turkey three right. or four. I had a lot of turkeys. <laughs> okay. How about tight ends? Who do you like? Tight ends, who do you like? I think it's your turn oh. to go first. Yes. Oh, all right. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Really hard not to like him. <laughs> he's, he's just so yeah, good. I hear he's having um, a good season. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that once or twice. In fact, some people are calling him the best tight end ever. I don't know about that, but I like Just by some people, you mean Patrick Mahomes, I would agree with you. The, that sure, is the obviously. one person. So probably now a lot of yeah. other people in Kansas City are saying that. But, like, I don't know. There's been a few good ones out there. I don't Let's let's see how it goes. But right now he is the best out there. Mark Andrews is a very close one A because he's just getting healthy. Got a good matchup this week. Pat Fryermuth at three for me. T.J. Hawkinson and Dalton Schultz running out my top five. George Kittle at six. Tyler Higby, Dawson Knox, Foster Moreau, and David Njoku. Old Cole Komet on the outside looking in in the honorable mentions. Um, sounds like you just read my avoid list, but my oh, um, perfect. recommended <laughs> list includes Travis Kelsey and Dalton Schultz, George Kittle, who were all on your list, Hayden Hurst, oh, who was not on your list, Logan Thomas, no, he's on my avoid Andrews, list. Don't worry, he's on one of my lists. Austin Hooper, Kate Otten, Tyler Croft, and uh, yeah. Noah yeah. Font all on my. Uh, no offense, sure, all on yeah. my uh, recommended list, and I'll put all, Brock Wright, who I don't think I've ever all of my mentioned before, <laughs> on my uh, on my uh, honorable mention list. Yikes! So, um, for the list you just heard, maybe just move the names around a little bit. It's essentially mine. <laughs> I've got Hayden Hurst, Noah Font. Uh, Logan Thomas, Evan Ingram, Tyler Conklin, Austin Hooper, Robert Tanyan, Johnny Smith, uh, Kate Otten, and believe it or not, Mike Gusecki's on my avoid list this week. Ah, hate doing it. I, I have him in purgatory. I know he doesn't really get many targets anymore, but when that team is, you know, when, when he I does, project the team to score as many as I do for Miami this week, I couldn't put him on the avoid list, even if I would not recommend him. But uh, my yeah. tight ends to avoid include T.J. Hawkinson, Dawson Knox, Hunter Henry, Cole Komet, David Njoku, Evan Engram, Pat Fryermuth, Greg Dulcich, Robert Tanyan, and Trey McBride. So I think I have at least five or six of your recommended guys on my avoid list. 
dishonorable mentions to Foster Moreau and Tyler Higby. Oh, there you go. A little dishonorable mention. <laughs> How about uh, your turkeys and thing, people things, tight ends you're thankful for? <laughs> All right, I'll stick with the rookies, uh, Greg Dulcich and Kate Otten, as tight ends I'm thankful for, and uh, Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts would uh, be my turkeys. Yeah, Darren Waller definitely a turkey. Kyle Pitts injury thing kind of got him. I also, I mean, I had the same, same two thankful Greg Dolchich and Kate Otten, and I also had T.J. Hawkinson on the list. I'm not sure how I feel about Minneapolis for him, but I think that he's really come into uh, uh, his own. Kind of had a big season this year. Yeah. So there's a lot of names to avoid. I'd have to say Tyler Higby I'm I'm disappointed in. I thought maybe this would work on the Rams and it's just it's just not. And then um Logan Thomas. I don't like doing it but like with the injuries and then he's on the field and it's not productive. I expected more out of him, so he is firmly also on the turkey list this year. Okay. Um, defenses, I like Baltimore, Carolina, Miami, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Dallas, Minnesota, Washington, Denver, the Chargers, and Indianapolis. So that's 11, but there you have it. That's close to 10. <laughs> we got one to grow on. Um, I'm liking the Broncos, the Colts, and the Dolphins in my top three. The 49ers coming in next. The Patriots, Cowboys, Jets, Vikings, Commanders, and the Panthers rounding out my top ten. A lot of low-scoring games. <laughs> okay, I'm going to avoid Houston, the Giants, the Rams, Tennessee, Arizona, New Orleans, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Buffalo, Atlanta, Chicago, Las Vegas, and Green Bay. Any, uh, oh, I guess just give mine, but I've got the the Eagles on my avoid list, the Bears, Steelers, Bengals. There's a theme here. Uh, the Titans, Bills, Ravens, Falcons, and Buccaneers. So anyone, any any defensive group in particular sway you one way or another for a, a turkey or someone to be thankful for? Um, no, I didn't uh, put the defense for, um, I didn't okay. do the thankful I, and turkeys for defenses. It's tough. I think that what I'm most thankful for out of defenses lately is they have come up with some very nice coordinated efforts to celebrate touchdowns. So I do want to give them props for that. I think that's the best we can say about them. (laughs) Okay. So we're already over time, so we should do a two-minute drill on our uh, game picks. Yes. Um, So first of the Thanksgiving, Detroit hosting – Buffalo, I'm going to go with uh, Detroit 27-24 over Buffalo. Yeah, I'm I'm going Buffalo 30-28. So close game, edge in Detroit by a little bit. I would like to see Detroit win. I'm not sure if I can if I can get there on my own though. Okay, um, Dallas hosting the Giants. Um, this isn't going to be fun, uh, at least for me. Um, Dallas Sorry. 34, Giants 21. Yeah, uh, I've got Dallas winning 31-20, so I think we're in the same page there, unfortunately. 
Okay, Minnesota hosting New England. This is probably the most interesting, or at least the most competitive of the three Thursday games. I'll go with Minnesota 24, New England 21 as Minnesota bounces back from that uh, aberration on Sunday. Yeah, um, I I think that New England's going to beat the Vikings here. I've got them winning 24-17. I think that... It's Kirk Cousins in prime time against the Bill Belichick defense, which historically he has not played well against. And I think I think they get him by by a touchdown here, twenty four seventeen. All right, Washington hosting Atlanta. I'll go with Washington twenty seven to twenty one. I am going to shock you by also picking Washington and not Atlanta. I'm going to win twenty seven twenty three. I gave him a little respect. I kept them in the game at least. All right, uh, Baltimore. Um, at Jacksonville, I'll go uh, with uh, Baltimore and their injuries, 24 over Jacksonville, 17. The fighting Lamar Jacksons, 30, and Jacksonville, 21. So I don't think they can keep up with Lamar all day long. Okay. Jets hosting Chicago, I think, as I said before, I think weather had a big part in how awful the two quarterbacks looked last Sunday in that yeah. year. Jets New England game. I think it's supposed to be a little warmer, a little less windy in New York this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jets 27-24 here. Ooh, okay. Um, I am not. I'm going to take Justin Fields and his broken body to win a close, not really close, but low-scoring game, 20 to 10. Okay. Um, Cincinnati at. Um, Tennessee in what should be one of the better games of the day. Um, He's like two of the hottest teams in the league since they started 0-2. They've they've been very good since those first two weeks. I'm a little surprised this game wasn't flexed into Sunday night, but uh, anyway, I'm going to go with Cincinnati by a field goal here. I'll say Cincinnati 31 and Tennessee 28. Uh, I went Tennessee, I'm sorry, Cincinnati 27, Tennessee 23. I think this is really going to be uh, a battle of can they stop Derrick Henry and will Cincinnati try to turn this into a track meet? If so, the Titans are in trouble, and I think that might happen. Okay, a game I think we're all glad did not get flexed into Sunday night. Uh, Denver traveling to Carolina. Oh, yeah, it's hard to pick either team in this game, but uh, I'll go with uh, the hometown Panthers and the Sam Darnold. 21 over uh, Cookless uh, Russ 17. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bad, it's bad out there. Uh, I also took Carolina. It took them 20 to 14. So yeah, it's not it for Denver. Tough to find a way to. Not too many games game. where we both predict a combined score of less than 40, but uh, no, no, it's really not. <laughs> Right. We are. Uh, next game, I think Miami's going to score almost 40 points on their own, uh, hosting Houston. I'll go Miami 37, Houston 17. I've got Miami uh, 33, Houston 21. I think the, you know, maybe there's some garbage time points somewhere in there, but Houston can't keep up with this offense, and they can't do it for 60 minutes. So that's really their, their downfall here. Okay, Tampa Bay at Cleveland. I think Tampa Bay bounces back a bit. Uh, I'll go Tampa Bay 28, Cleveland 24. Is, uh, Tom Brady, I think, um, problems uh, 
that he's had so far this season on and off the field. I think he's going to be able to put them behind him and have a good uh, remainder of the season. So you might even want to consider trying to trade for him if your quarterback uh, spot is iffy at this point. Like all of mine. Um, that's not true. Some teams are fine. Um, I actually am taking Cleveland to win this in a little bit of an upset. It's it's the Jacoby Brissett swan song. This is his his final ride as the starter and rah, rah, rah. I think that the team kind of rallies with him sometimes, and I think they could be find a way to steal one here. This Cleveland team, the defense will keep them in it. The run game will. I think they're going to do just enough to steal one very late in this game and win 24-23. All right. Um, actually, what I'm really hoping for is that Cleveland wins like 56 to nothing, and then people say, well, maybe great. we should keep Jacoby Brissett as our starting quarterback and just let Deshaun Watson. And then you'll have like this $300 million cow guy. The massage convention is over because of terribly. <laughs> All right. Um, the Chargers traveling to Arizona. Um, Arizona, obviously not clicking on all cylinders at this point. I'll say uh, even the banged-up wide receiver core that the Chargers have, I'll say 31 to Arizona's 21. Oh, there you go. Um, I, I'm picking the Chargers 28-23. It uh, doesn't really matter to me who plays quarterback for the Cardinals. It does for the Chargers, but I think that Justin Herbert's getting healthier. He's in less pain. He's got a little – his wide receivers are allegedly getting healthier as long as they're not on one of my fantasy rosters. But they're starting to get it together a little more, and Arizona has a few more question marks for me. So I'm going with the Chargers. All right, that was the last road team I'm picking this week. Uh, Seattle Ooh, hosting Las only, Vegas. I actually I'll only say have Seattle more, 27, Vegas 24. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Uh uh, I think I've only got one more road uh, or uh, road team I'm picking, but um, I've got Las Vegas winning 30 to 27. I'm hoping we don't see David Carr cry again. I, I'm sorry, David Carr, Derek Carr cry again. A little tough. There's a lot of tension David in that Carr locker room. David Carr probably too. He probably would. I mean, I I would think so. But uh, inexplicably, Josh McDaniels probably would not crying here. But I want to see that. I want to see the passion somehow get ignited in the locker room and then to come in. I never I never want to root against the fighting Geno Smith. Like sometimes you just gotta. I think they went on a field goal in, in enemy territory. Okay, Kansas City hosting um the Rams that three years ago or four years ago there was the Monday night game where I think the final great. score was fifty four to fifty one and there were four touchdowns scored after the two minute warning in the second half. But uh yeah, these are not those Rams, um, yeah. and yeah. Kansas City should run roughshod over them. I'll say uh, Chiefs thirty-four, uh, Rams seventeen. I've got the Chiefs winning thirty to seventeen. I could certainly see it going higher. Um, this Rams team is just very disappointing in a lot of ways. I think the defense will keep them in it a little bit, not enough, but it'll keep it in it a little bit, and and maybe slow Kansas City down just enough. So. Uh, not not a doubling up, but you could go that way. Okay, San Francisco hosting New Orleans. Both teams coming off wins. Uh, I'll just go with the home team here. I have a little more faith in Jimmy Garoppolo than you do. I'll say San Francisco 30, uh, New Orleans 24. 
Um, I, I'm also picking the 49ers to win. I'm picking them to win 28-20. I think until Andy Dalton stops playing quarterback for the, the Saints, it's hard to think about how they're going to win games. Uh, but the 49ers are, are good in spite of Jimmy Garoppolo. They've got a lot of good pieces around him, and I think that that's going to work just fine for him. He doesn't need to be the guy. He just has to be a guy who stands there and holds the football. That's it. We could do a whole show on this sometime. A but, cardboard uh, cutout would not sure just as fine of a purpose. Thing, but, hey, anyway, Sunday so. night team, uh, Philadelphia hosting Green Bay. You know, Philadelphia's not looked very good the last couple weeks, and this game could be closer than it should be. Green Bay, false alarm two weeks ago. I think that was, you know, it was just sort of the last gasp. Uh, I'll go with Philadelphia yeah. 27 over Green Bay 20. I took Philadelphia 27-23, and I actually would not even be a little surprised if Green Bay found a way to win this game. Uh, Matchup-wise, Philly struggles with the run game, and that's really all Green Bay can do right now, but I don't know if they're going to be smart enough to exploit that. I'm hoping Indominus Sue kind of figures it out and helps them up the middle there. I just think it's a little too soon, but all intents and purposes, the Eagles are healthier. They're at home, so I'll give them the win 27-23. All right, and then closing out Monday night, we've got uh, Indianapolis hosting Pittsburgh. Uh, both these teams going nowhere fast. Uh, I'll go with the home yeah. team, uh, Colts, 24, over Pittsburgh's 21. I've got, them, I've got the Colts winning 21-17, so a close, not particularly exciting game to watch. Um, so I, the Steelers are, are just never going to bounce back here. This isn't the week, but um, – So before we go, a couple of quick daily fantasy picks. Remember, we give you value picks. You know who the ones you want to start are. This is the way to get you the money to do so. At quarterback, Taylor Heineke, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm even recommending him here. Uh, Marcus Mariota, all pretty good values for what you're going to get out of them. Running back-wise, Damian Pierce, Kenneth Walker, III, Latavius Murray, like kind of the only healthy human there. At wide receiver, if you're looking for a bit of a stretch, Zay Jones is going to get some looks. Justin Watson uh, with the Rams could be interesting. At tight end, Hayden Hurst, Grizz Dolchich, and Evan Ingram. And if you're looking for a defense, the Jets, um, the Broncos, and the Panthers, all going to be pretty decent options. Uh, And I throw the Patriots on there as well. So we've got you covered across the board. Um, and before we let you go, obviously, I'm just so thankful for the Sherpa here doing this with me for a gazillion years and seemingly not trying to kill me along the way. Amazing. <laughs> but no, you're, uh, and you're we're... a lot of fun to, it's fun to do the show <laughs> with you. Your knowledge far surpasses mine. So I'm glad to uh, be doing this with you. Yes, yes, and hopefully for a very long time you'll be stuck with the two of us, but we're so thankful for all of you who listen and have been along, even if you're your first time or you've been here for the last 12 years. Uh, we are supremely, supremely thank you, uh, and hopefully we will see you for a long time to come, but we will certainly see you next week on our normal time at Wednesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can find us all over social media. As I said, if you have questions, find us there. Or you can find us uh, via email, email the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And if you miss any episodes, download them everywhere you find your favorite podcast. 
So thank you so much, guys, and have a great holiday. Good luck, unless, of course, you're playing us. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.